0: Sports Network your host Mike Jones here with you and joined once again by Flip Ramey here we're going to talk some NBA playoffs
1: Let's do it let's do it let's do it
0: how you doing today my man
1: well big excitement big excitement in the building a lot to cover a lot of games in the past some of these series looking over some of these series just beginning just getting started
0: yes um it's kind of divided between the East and the West, whether or not we're getting a good series or not uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Real quick before diving into these series, though, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that uh, apparently fans forgot how to fan.
1: Yeah, you know, they uh, look, you know, you start letting people outside and they started getting right back to the craziness, man. We just got free. They started just letting fans in the game.
0: And apparently, I believe there's been six incidents in all so far. Uh, the Knicks, Emmanuel, uh, quickly said he got beer thrown thrown on him at Madison Square Garden. Now, I believe this is the only one where presumably it's a home fan attacking a home player.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess someone was disappointed in Quickly's performance or some. I don't know, man. These fans are crazy, dog. These
0: I mean, crazy. we'll talk about the series in a minute. But of all the players to kind of take your frustration out on, I feel like Emmanuel Quickly is far down the list of people who are letting down Knicks fans.
1: Yeah, no, quickly's had a big year. I, I don't know why why the fan felt like Quickly needed to catch that uh, catch his wrath, but um, but he did. I you know Quickly handled it handed it uh, like a professional you just uh, you could say but no all all these incidents are kind of out of control player kind of out of control
0: and and in Utah John Morant's family was harassed and like all these are you know over the line and everything but to harass somebody's family and say some of the things that it said that were said to them that just that's kind of mind boggling to me there. Yeah,
1: it's 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 Utah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's at, Utah. This, at this point, you know, Utah and Boston are the are the two spots that people just expect things to go down in as far as the NBA is concerned.
0: Yes, and and some stuff did go down in Boston. Uh of course. In Washington, the worst we got so far, I guess I should say, is a fan running out onto the court, which that's nothing new. That's and I, that's one of the more mundane of the incidents.
1: Yeah, I saw that one last. He jumped, like the guy like jumps up. He's running on the court. He like jumps up and smacks the backboard. Yeah, so It's oh, it's fun to do that. But then he gets tackled like right away.
0: <laughs> it's like, you know, he's like, my dream is to see if I can dunk on an NBA rim. And uh, he didn't. No. But, you know, he gave it a good old try and now he'll never be allowed to try again.
1: No, yeah, yeah, you now he's gonna pay the price.
0: <laughs> uh talking about that one last. Uh Trey Young, mm-hmm. he apparently got spit on by a Knicks and another uh Madison Square Garden incident.
1: Yeah. Uh Trey was out there. From <laughs> playing playing well. Can't do that in Madison Square Garden.
0: Apparently not.
1: <laughs> not if you don't play for the Knicks, man. But yeah I guess he caught somebody spit. that was a little bit harder to see, but
0: yeah i'm I'm trying to look here and see where that came from. I'm watching the video here i'm like i I can't tell um,
1: I we can't tell i'm, I'm sure the, I'm sure they got better cameras yeah, think, yeah,
0: I'm sure there's there's more angles right that aren't made available just for uh <laughs> security purposes, right. Uh, was West, Russell Westbrook got popcorn dumped on him? Now, this was why Russ was leaving the court with an injury, which is just kind of like that, that, that gives new meaning, I guess, to insult to injury, right? Insult there. to you're, injury,
1: Rub, rubbing it in.
0: You're leaving the yeah. court with being hurt and he you got a popcorn dumped on you,
1: yeah. Man, he uh, he caught a couple kernels and uh, wasn't too happy about it. Definitely wanted to try to, you know. He, he was trying to get back out up those up, up into the stands
0: yes yes he was uh it's captured in this picture here he's definitely not not thrilled with the incident i mean you got popcorn dumped on you you're probably not going to be super happy about it but probably Never. the one that Never. is caught my eye the most was in boston um a Celtics fan threw a water bottle. Um, let me start by saying that says Celtics fan threw water bottle at Kyrie. When I watched a the video, there's like two or three other Nets players walking off the court with him. So, I mean, it's a little rude to just assume they're throwing it at uh, Kyrie. I mean, Tyler Johnson's probably walk- reading this. He's like, maybe they're targeting me. Maybe I'm the subject of the hate. So I, yeah,
1: you never know. I mean, I guess yeah, that's pretty arrogant of uh, of Kyrie to assume that the water bottle was just thrown towards him. All that H two O in that bottle.
0: I mean, <laughs> what? I mean, that's a Kyrie thing to do. He, he's, of course, it's going to be about him. But <laughs> the other part of this that I found kind of interesting is that the fan was arrested and he was charged. And did you see what he was charged with?
1: uh was it assault and battery or something like that
0: assault and battery with a deadly weapon
1: mm. oh yeah
0: that's, that's what he salt. gets charged with i mean <laughs> obviously he he lost his rights to be able to go to games there you know that, that that's a given but i feel like charging him with assault and battery with a deadly weapon is a little uh little extra there
1: yeah, uh, the, the deadly weapon part definitely is a little extra. Um I guess maybe it's cuz you're throwing it from such a high distance or whatever, you know, I don't know.
0: Which I don't know. Most when I've gone to games, most arenas, uh, stadiums whatever, if they give you a bottle, they don't give you the lid with it. For this for this purpose, I presume, because they don't, you know, they wouldn't want it to be filled up and be have uh has some heft to it if you're going to throw it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, yeah, uh, yeah is
1: I that just, not yeah, a rule there? That. You said what?
0: Is that not a rule there in uh, Boston? Do they not mm-hmm. take the lids off?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just noticed that you, yeah, that they do take the lids off all the things. That's a good point.
0: Hmm. And, and if they do take the lid off, it makes it a little more uh, little more crazy to me getting charged with assault with a deadly weapon, getting an empty water bottle thrown at you. But they maybe they don't take them in Boston, maybe. Boston's a little behind the curve with that.
1: Yeah, that's Boston. They would be behind the curve.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, just wanted to talk about that stuff a little bit. It's it's been gathering some headlines, and a couple of them. Obviously, they shouldn't be doing this, but a couple of those are a little a little amusing. The guy trying to dunk. Uh, <laughs> dunk yeah, on an NBA he, he got gym. tackled.
1: He got tackled, right? His oh, yeah. Downfield. As soon as his feet came back down to the ground, That uh, security the security guard on the basket stanchion,
0: And he gave up no fight. Like, he just, he laid there. He was like, all right, officer, how do you want me? Tell me what I'm position.
1: Down. I'm down already. I think Dwight Howard <laughs> came and stood over him as he was down.
0: I saw that picture. That kind of cracked me up. I mean, Dwight Howard, he's got me an intimidating fella. If you're, you know, you're an average-sized person. And you have like damn near seven foot Dwight Howard, who's kind of jacked too. Like he's not one of these seven footers who are don't have uh, don't have some weight to them.
1: They're not kind of jacked. He is jacked. He's <laughs> always had some gigantic shoulders.
0: Oh yes, oh yes. Him and him and like LeBron, I always felt were like two of the most like ripped armed people <laughs> in the NBA. Yeah. Oh yeah. These but are,
1: like super. look like superheroes, man.
0: Oh, yeah. But getting into the actual playoffs here, I guess we can start off by talking about the one series that um, is over already. Milwaukee swept the Miami Heat. Now, I think we both, if I remember correctly, we both picked Milwaukee to win this series. I believe we both landed at six-game series.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. but Miami wasn't really even all that competitive.
1: No, they the they looked, looked done. They looked done and you know, they were probably right you know, they played like they didn't really want to make the playoffs even though they didn't have they didn't have to do the play-in game but I don't know, I, I think the Bucks are just they're a bad matchup for them this year, man. I I think the Bucks are really determined to win this one. And once they got past game 1, you know, game 1 was pretty close. It was uh well, they went to oh, overtime. Game OT, one. yeah, they went to OT in game one, um, and it's like once they got over that hump, they you know they it <laughs> blew them out the rest of the game. Oh
0: yeah, game series, one was in close. OT winner, uh, Chris Middleton, I, if I remember correctly, was who hit the game winner. Yep. Game two yeah. though, Bucks win by thirty four. Game three, uh, Bucks win by twenty nine. Game four was a yep. close game. Bucks only won by seventeen but well, once the bucks got but up yeah, they I mean,
1: just... game four i think miami was up at the half of game four right and you know kind of looking like they want to you know push it to five but you know drew Holiday coming in being able to lock guys up um middleton and, and pj tucker and uh, Giannis I, I guess they did lo- end up losing Dante DiVincenzo so we'll see how much that hurts him I, I'm not so sure how important he is to the team but it's I kind was going to ask I, you, you know about I mean? that
0: um, I believe he was a regular starter uh, started some like 62 games or something for him this regular season so mm-hmm. losing him it doesn't sound like you're overly concerned with the impact that has on the Bucks going forward
1: no, I mean it hurts. It hurts to lose a starter. I mean they're gonna have to, you know, find someone else to kind of fill some of his minutes, or a couple of guys to fill some of his minutes. But they still got Drew. Drew will be the ball guy. I um, mean you still got uh, Middleton. Middleton, the guard guys, and, and I'm, I'm impressed with Middleton. And then Nijadas, man. As long as you got those three guys and and, and Brooke Lopez, like I think you got your your main guys, your size there, and the things you ever do. But yeah, as far as this series goes, yeah, the Heat didn't put up much of a fight. They haven't really been the Heat all season. You know,
0: hmm.
1: hard hard to repeat, man. Hard to repeat.
0: Yes, yes. Um, pulling up the regular season stats here. Devin Chincho started 66 games. I was off by a few there. Um, played 27 minutes a game. Only averaged 10 points, though who is, is there somebody on the team that you think is most likely to be able to step up or who's most likely to take those minutes?
1: Oh, um, crap. Who's on that damn team? Are <laughs> you looking at the roster?
0: Well, there, there's Brian Forbes played in 70 games, oh, started 10 of them. Pat. Uh,
1: yeah. Pat yeah, Connington, for sure Forbes, time,
0: 69 yeah. games, started four.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll probably be those two guys taking taking a couple more minutes each. Um, they, they got a backup big, whose name I forget. Um, they might play some bigger lineups. PJ, P.J. Tucker will be in there, I'm sure, against the Are you against talking the about Nets. Bobby Portis? Bobby Portis, there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he might. Uh, the, between those four guys, those four guys will kind of suck up those roll those role minutes.
0: Well, it's surprising in how quick it was, not necessarily surprising, in the overall, in the final outcome of that series. I I've, I feel like Milwaukee, this is, I think I mentioned it on the last show. I think this is the best version of Milwaukee we've gotten, even though oh, they definitely. were not the number one overall seed or anything like that. I, I think just think it's a definitely. more complete I, yeah, I team agree. there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think Drew Holiday makes a huge difference. <laughs> just, just a complete upgrade from Eric Bledsoe. Uh,
0: in basically every facet of the game
1: oh yeah uh you know a guy that can handle the ball just fine a guy that can get his own bucket probably the best on ball like a guard defender in the league for sure um i mean he's he's a heady player he's extremely smart dude he's a complete ball player man eric 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 bledsoe's cool in the regular season but you kind of need you could uh, drew holiday type player in the in the postseason
0: now in the other series, they will end up getting mashed up against the uh, the winner of the Nets-Boston series. That series, right now, 3-1 in favor of the Nets. Not overly surprising there. Um, I feel, I'm trying to remember if you picked it to be a sweep by the Nets or a five-game series.
1: Uh, I picked a sweep, but um, Jason Tatum had other thoughts.
0: Yeah, uh, i If I remember correctly, I picked a five-game series. I thought Boston would win one of the first two games. He waited until uh, game four or three. I'm trying to remember. Game three. Game three to win a game. Uh,
1: Tatum went out and dropped 50.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of what the recipe had to be if Boston was going to win one of these games without Jalen Brown playing. Presumably the Nets win this series likely they win the series tonight i think in my opinion i don't know that there's going to be another herculean effort by tatum
1: yeah <clears throat> this one probably ends tonight i would assume
0: now that that's going to set up a series that i feel like is going to be the two best teams in my opinion in the nba i, I think the two best teams right now are out and out east and it's going to and it's Milwaukee and Nets and it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about that series coming up here and probably our good diamond that series probably on our next show
1: could yeah I, 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 I would i would expect so
0: <laughs> out east staying out east the series continue to be kind of uh, duds for the most part Philadelphia and Washington. Philadelphia has a three-one lead in that series, and really the only reason they haven't they didn't sweep Washington was Embiid left the game last night. Uh, I believe it was was it in the second quarter that Embiid left the game.
1: Yeah, he went out early. Um, never returned. I haven't quite got the update on what how long his absence is going to be, and if he's going to be missing a game or two. Um
0: the game. Maybe even two, depending on if Embiid's playing. Uh, But Philadelphia still ends up winning that series. Right on.
1: And, of course, the last boring series here. Well, I've I've actually kind of enjoyed the games, but haven't gone the way I wanted them to go.
0: No. Deepest deepest condolences for you, but uh, I thought this was (laughs) going to end up being a better series than what it has been. The Knicks and the Hawks, right now, the Hawks have a 3 1 lead on them. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe we both picked it to go seven games. Mm -hmm. Right Mm -hmm. now, that's looking unlikely.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. um, My fear, kind of my fear of what might happen in this series, has kind of happened. And that's uh, that the Knicks ain't got no shooters, nobody that can make a jump shot except for Reggie Bullock. And you definitely don't want to rely on Reggie Bullock. I mean, Julius Randle's played horrible in the playoffs. RJ Barrett hasn't been much better. Uh, I think Julius got nearly a triple double last game, but this has been the Trey Young show. They have no answer for Trey Young. Um, You know, the Knicks fans was running their mouths at the game one, running their mouths at the game two. And Trey Young has not had a bad game yet. I think he dropped 30. 30 something. I think he dropped 30 something in that last game. I know he, I know he's his confidence is there because he, he's he's pulling from 30 and 40 feet out. He's he's doing the Steph Curry range thing. These games aren't close, man, because the Knicks can't make any shots. And that's that's really the ultimate problem there.
0: Yeah. In this series, uh Julius Randall has, uh, has averaged a hair under 17 points a game. RJ Barrett just under 14 points a game. And those are really the two big guns for them. Or the guys who needed to produce if they were going to make it make it in the series. Their leading scorer is actually Derek Rose, who we talked about being uh being an X factor in this series, as far as you know, somebody who could come up big for them and be a difference maker. He's not not somebody who was supposed to carry the team.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of the only reason these games aren't by you know 25-point blowouts, is because he's doing enough to kind of keep him in the game, man. But you know, the they, Knicks, have, Knicks have kind of played their cards already, man. Um, you know, they were starting, uh, for Peyton. And then after game, I think it was after game one, they decided to put in Derek Rose and start him. And there's really not many more tricks that they can pull out of the bag. Um, any more, many more adjustments they can do. Like I said, they can't stop Trey Young, man. They can't, they can't double him. He's making good plays out of the double team, single, single coverage. He's eating the floaters dropping. Uh, Freaking uh Bogdan oh Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich has really made a big difference for the man. He's given him like a second guy that can handle and create and can shoot.
0: He is actually leading the team in minutes right now, just edging out Trey Young. Uh, he- and to your point, Trey Young's averaging 27 and a half points a game, shooting just about 37% from beyond the arc. So he's throwing it up and he's throwing it up efficiently
1: and they won't attack him on defense. I don't, yeah, There you go.
0: And to compliment that, we have John Collins, who's been shooting 43% from beyond the arc. Um, Capella, light in the series as far as scoring goes, only nine points, but he's been a monster on the boards, pulling down 13 a game. I uh, talked about it, and I feel like I at this point with how the series has gone, I – feel like maybe the Hawks still would have won it, but the absence of Mitchell Robinson is, I feel huge for the Knicks in this series.
1: Yeah. You, you mentioned that. And I, I kinda, I, I I didn't take it as, as, as deeply as you did, but yeah, no, no watching them now, I definitely think he would have made a big time uh, difference because Clint Capella to me has been the best big in the series.
0: I wish, I wish they had a stat here or for me to easily be able to uh track but how many just dunks that capella and john collins have been able to finish off of trey young assists
1: yeah man can't can't keep out the lane and (laughs) it's 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 been ugly man it's been ugly i mean the defense has been defense has been okay at at points i think his defense has been fine it's just the offense man if you can't make a jump shot in the playoffs it's going to be a struggle for you it's going to be a struggle for you at some point
0: Sliding over to the Western Conference, we'll start up top here. Utah has a 3-1 lead on Memphis. The only series, actually, that's not tied at 2-2 in the West. What has been your impression from this series?
1: Um, kind of expected it to go, to go this way. I, I figured Memphis was able to get at least one. Uh, was able to get one utah's a veteran team utah has too much too much going for him i've been impressed by john Morant, no doubt though um they haven't been able to really stop him he hasn't quite he hasn't quite figured it out yet like completely as a as a point guard like how to you know chris paul style control the game and and make sure everyone's getting involved in everything but they can't stop him (laughs) they still haven't been able to stop him donovan mitchell has been like good enough to, to to play like i don't think he's been dominating but he's been good enough to close it out like last game um and the jazz are just better overall
0: yeah um i think when we talked about this i believe i picked utah in six and i think you picked utah in five if i remember correctly
1: that sounds about right yeah because i don't think i was giving two games
0: yeah which I still feel like we could make this a six-game series. I mean, Memphis won game one, and Utah went on a three-game winning streak here. But you mentioned John Morant. He is the leading scorer in this series right now at 31 points a game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, a pedestrian 28 points a game when you compare to what he did last season in the playoffs. But, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah. Having uh, Bogdanovich, who they did not have last year, has really made a big difference for this team. He's hitting just under 42% from beyond the arc. And somewhat surprisingly, because this is not what Mike Connelly was, has been known for for the bulk of his career, but he is hitting 53% on his three-point shots. And on a relatively high clip, averaging about seven and a half shots per game from beyond the arc.
1: Yeah, that's impressive. Um, he's he's one of those guys kind of like Drew Holiday that's you know not a not a superstar guy but a complete a complete guard. He's he's you no know, he's, he's beginning to age, no doubt, but he can ball, man. That's that's impressive that he's shooting so so well from three. I, I didn't I didn't know that one.
0: I yeah, that, that's something that kind of jumped off to me because I've always thought of Mike Connolly as. a, as a really good point guard, not, not necessarily an elite point guard, but I've never really thought of him as a sharpshooter. And at least for this series, he has been.
1: Who else we got here? Uh, Gobert. Gobert's look pretty well. Go, Gobert's look pretty good as too. Uh, pretty good too. The Grizzlies, uh, Triple J. He's just coming back. He, he's kind of been the one that and there's not much expectation on him, but you did hope that he kind of be a little better in his, in his return. Just, you know, make just to make things interesting, but I'm sure next year it'll be, it'll, it'll be right back to being triple J and he's an important player in this league.
0: Yes. Uh, the other, the other player that kind of, um, I was looking at Dylan Brooks for the Memphis Grizzlies. He's somebody who I always, I thought he, would be uh like the ideal placement of a the two guard in Denver. I've always really liked his game. His he's kind of the he's a great three and D type of player, but his three point shot has not been falling at the clip that it had for the regular season, only hitting one third of his shots from beyond the arc.
1: He, um. Dude, I, I I'm with you. I, I like his game, like the three point shot has been falling. He's getting to the he's getting to the rack. He's making some shots in between in the middle range areas. Um, but man, he's a hack. He <laughs> he be out there hacking, dude. Um, he be fouling a lot, I and mean, he fouled out the last game or or the game before one of them. Um, and they need that dude. They need that guy. That's 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 youthfulness right there. Is is you know got to figure out when you can give up fouls and had to stay on the floor, but yeah, I definitely like him. He's a bigger two guard, definitely, definitely guards than uh, the elite players in the league. I like a style, like a style.
0: He's averaging four point three fouls a game, tied with uh, Triple J, and actually only behind Rudy Gobert for most average fouls a game. Rudy Gobert, though, you brought him up. I actually didn't realize this, but now looking back on it, he his field goal percentage in this series is at 78%. I mean, all of his shots are like two feet from the bucket, but still, 78% yeah, well, yeah. is impressive.
1: Yeah, that's that's how he does it. I, well, here, here's the comparison. I don't know how fast you can bring it up. Who, who's shooting a higher percentage between him and Capella?
0: Capella? In this series, in the playoffs right now, Capella is shooting 61.5%.
1: 61, okay. He must take take a jumper in there at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both those guys get a healthy appetite of dunks.
0: Do you see, do you think Memphis wins tomorrow to push us to game six or do you think it's done?
1: I think this one's over, man. I I, I do think this is over. The only thing I could see is, is another Herculean effort from, from job, but I, I don't think it'll be enough. I think this is over.
0: Somebody who I fought and looking at this, he only played in one game in this series, and I'm trying to look up now if something happened to him. Because during the regular season, Brandon Clark was kind of a key player, I felt like, for Memphis. A rookie, but somebody who they relied on.
1: Yeah. Um, and Brandon Clark, I think, would be a good, a good matchup for a couple different cats on this Jazz team ingles and bogdanovich for sure uh yeah i'm I'm not sure what happened with brandon clark man i you know i i I can't claim to watch all the memphis games but he was definitely a, a a key contributor last year and i thought earlier this season he was key contributor so yeah who knows on that one but i have not heard his name
0: no he's only played in one game uh and i believe it was game three and he only played seven minutes in that in that game during the regular season, though Brandon Clark was averaging twenty-four minutes a game and started sixteen games, played in uh, played in fifty-nine though.
1: Okay, well, I mean, he was a healthy contributor there for a while. Yeah, I'm not sure how he wound up in the doghouse.
0: I, I that'd be an interesting question to ask somebody who uh, follows Memphis a little more closely, I guess. But on their side of the bracket we have the clippers and the mavs this has been an interesting series uh dallas taking the first two games in the series in la and then you have the game the series goes to dallas and the clippers take the next two the the road yeah. team's 4-0 in the series
1: yeah yeah this has been uh, the most intriguing uh, intriguing. Uh, well, second most second most intriguing series to watch. Um, and it's really a close, it's really, it's one, it's one A, one B for me between the Lakers and Suns in this series. But look, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, look, they started off the first two games and it looked like Dallas might, might get them in five, but like Dallas might sweep it. And honestly, the first three games, it, I mean, the way that Dallas started off game three, uh, I think it was like 12 0 to start before, before the Clippers finally you know, made a shot. And then, at yeah. Some point, at some point, the Clippers kind, you know, kind of got back into the game, and then they had control the rest of the game. Um, I guess there's whispers of, of – not whispers, but, you know, they said Luca's having a bad back. He's having some back problems. And it makes sense because he's out there carrying that team. Uh, he's carrying <laughs> Porzingis. Porzingis is tall. I'm sure that's the most straining part on his back is, is all that length from Porzingis. <laughs> um, Hardaway Jr. was looking like a superstar the first couple of games. He's slowed down a little bit here for sure. Uh, uh PG I think Paul George has been aggressive getting to the rim. The my problem with the clippers is none of them cats really create for anybody else, but they've been hitting shots, they've been they've been defending better. And um Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard have been really really good. Kawhi's been fantastic.
0: Yeah um I like I like watching Dallas. Uh we talked about this a little bit. I I I I think Doncic is really talented offensively, and I love a tall man who can shoot. And that's that's Kristaps. Well, that's what he's supposed to be. He's his shooting's a little down. He's only averaging 15 points a game in this series, down five, five points down from his season average. And that's I feel like the biggest difference in Game Three and Four, as opposed to. Um, the first two games is the contribution they're getting from Chris stops. Uh, you, you go on Twitter after game three and Mavs fans are just ripping in to Chris stops. And I'm not entirely certain. I mean, all fan bases kind of have that, that, uh, that switch that gets flipped. You know, you, you're, like, in love with a player. This player is awesome. He, They are the reason, you know, that we're making it where we're making it. And then they have a bad game. And it's like, why are we paying him all this money? He can't even play basketball. He can't shoot. What's the point of having him on the team? Yeah. You,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I thought that in game four they came out and they tried to early try to get him involved, which tells me that they noticed that we were noticing that he ain't really doing nothing out on the court that he needs to be doing. So they tried, to, they tried to get him in the post early. They tried to get him some looks early. But, um, you know, throughout the course of the game, he, you know, disappearing.
0: Yeah. Just, you know. Uh, Kawhi is averaging 33 points a game. Just point three points behind Luka in this series. But Luka has been hitting on 41% of his three-point shots, which – has been extremely impressive compared to what he was doing in the regular season. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. Stepping up for them as far as the secondary score shooting an impressive 55 and a half percent from beyond the arc.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Those two have been really good, man. I mean, Luca, if Luca's shooting four or 40% man from three, he's going to be unstoppable. He really is dog. He just has way too much skill, way too much knowledge of the game. If, if he's shooting 40% from three, that because that was the issue with him early in the season was his three point shooting was just re, was ugly, but he was taking it like six or seven shots a game from three. Yeah. whatever. He, whenever the three's working for him, I'm imagining everything else is going to be working.
0: <laughs> now, speaking of three game, uh, Kawhi, not necessarily known. He, he's an all-star, one of the best in the league, but he's never really been known for his three point shooting, but in this series so far, Forty-seven and a half percent from me on the arc.
1: That makes sense cuz it hadn't it's, I've been to me he's a really good shooter. To me he's definitely a really good shooter in the league. Um but yeah, I haven't really seen him miss the three in this series. <laughs> so that that makes sense he says about 47 and a half from this area.
0: Now, I I'm pulling for Dallas in this series. Uh but I believe I took the Clippers in 6, maybe maybe even 5 just based on last year how the uh how the series went last year. And then I just, I felt like the Clippers came in better prepared and with a better roster matchup against Dallas this year. So it surprised me when Dallas got off that 2 0 start.
1: Yeah, it surprised me as well. I was trying to think about what it could be, but uh, then they went home and the Clippers took two right back. So, yeah, no, this is a really fun matchup. Really fun matchup. Um, And I definitely had the Clippers in six. I just feel like overall they're more talented and Luca's just going to have to be ridiculous for the whole series until they get another guy that can do something.
0: Yeah, they they need another piece. I mean, Tim Hardaway's definitely stepped up for them for that secondary scoring. uh, Because we talked about the loss of Seth Curry Mm -hmm. to them and how big that was going to be. But Hardaway's Mm -hmm. really kind of stepped up into that. And he yeah. filled that void for him.
1: Yeah, which kind of the problem? Really. <laughs> That's kind of the issues because Tim Hardaway is not good enough to be a second best guy.
0: No, no. Um, comes down to you. You need more out of Porzingis if Dallas is going to win this. If if they ha- want to have a chance of winning the series, Porzingis needs to play like he is the at, at least the fourth best player on the court overall. For mm-hmm. sure. Um. Then let's talk about what you said is tied for your most intriguing series in the playoffs, uh, Phoenix and LA Lakers and Suns.
1: Um, It's just been real interesting, man. I, I you know, game one at the Suns stole game two the Lakers came right back, stopped them. And then you've get uh you get game three, where the Lakers win that one as well. And then game four, AD gets hurt and things open right back. I, I forgot, you know, Chris Paul got hurt at the end of Game One. He was kind of rough. It, it, it was kind of rough from the next couple of games, but this last game he looked pretty good. Looked like he could shoot the ball again. He can handle it. He could, he could be on the court doing his thing. AD's been confirmed to have a, a, a pulled groin. I guess he had an MRI and and we'll see. He's a game time decision tonight. I'm excited to see it. Game five. Game five. What, what we got down here is what I've noticed is basically the late when the Lakers are full strength, they're the better team. But they're not at full strength, and AD is not going to be at full strength for the rest of this series. At least, and I want to know how much he's got, man. I want to know. I want to know what he can do because I think the Suns might be able to get him if AD can't really go. I think the Suns might be able to get him.
0: I I tend to agree with you. You said when the Lakers are at full strength, they're the better team. But couldn't you still make, couldn't you make that argument for the Suns though? Because game one was probably the game in which both teams were the healthiest. It was before. Chris Paul uh, aggravated and messed up his shoulder. Be- obviously, before AD pulled his groin, and the Suns are the team that came out with a W there.
1: No, oh, yeah, yeah, you could you you could definitely make that argument. You could definitely you could definitely make that argument. I just think that um, by full strength, that means AD's playing hard. <laughs> and I, I didn't see that from him in the game one when they were kind of just out there floating. Like you know, LeBron's going to do his thing, but I just felt like in game one, AD was out there floating. In game two, he came out more um, focused, determined, ready to play. Recognized what the, what, what time it was. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, look, if, if AD can't go, you know, LeBron tried to turn it on here in game four, and it, it didn't really have much success when he tried to turn it on without AD. They didn't. They they couldn't get stops. They couldn't get the stops they needed. Chris Paul's putting guys into in, into uh, in the situations where they could score. Uh, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. That's why that's why it's a good series. Real good series to watch. No one now, thought that the Lakers uh, would go out in the first round, and it's it's very possible that that may happen.
0: I, the way it's set up right now, I think the Suns are going to end up winning this series. Um, Because even even if AD comes back, you're talking about a a pulled groin. That's not something that you just bounce back in and you're you're good to go.
1: Not usually. Not usually.
0: Now, I've been bringing up three-point shooting a lot in this uh, on the show today. Three-point shooting has been kind of just bad in this series overall. Um, you look on the Lakers' side, Anthony Davis, 18%. You're not necessarily expecting him to be a knockdown three-point shooter, but 18% is just – that's crap. Uh, no. LeBron James, only 32%. Uh Schroeder, the, the bright spot here at 37%. And then you flip over to the sun side. Uh Chris Paul, his three-point percentage is at 25%. Jay Crowder, their three and D guy at 18%. Devin Booker, their bucket getter, their their walk into a shot guy, only shooting 26% from beyond the arc in this series.
1: Man, what's what's uh, what, what about Bridges? I, I, I think of him, I think of him as a true 3D guy.
0: Bridges now, he's he's probably the bright spot along with Cameron Payne. Um, both of them shooting at uh 42% from beyond the arc.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I, I thought Bridges had been looking well out there. Yeah. So that's a whole lot of bad shooting. That's a whole lot of bricks, brick city from a lot of t- from both sides. Is you no, know, the Lakers dropped Caldwell Pope. Or I should say they dropped him, but he was out last game. He was injured. Do you know what how, how, how well the Lakers shooting from three? You said LeBron's looking rough. You said AD is like 18%. What's Caldwell-Pope putting up out there?
0: Uh, Caldwell-Pope from three is at 7.7%. There you go.
1: And I remember there was a, the, the, uh, the, that clip of LeBron in his chest telling him, I need you to shoot. I need you to shoot. That's your role in the team. And when it is your role in the team, then you got to shoot even through the dry spots. Um, Marcus, is there anybody on the Lakers shooting well?
0: Mark Gasol is actually leading the team from beyond the arc at 60%. Granted, on only uh, three three shots a game from beyond the arc. There you go. Uh, leading the team in field goal percentage in general at sixty three point six. He's actually closer to uh, Rudy Gobert than Capella has been.
1: Come uh, on, this all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, some, uh, some ugly shooting from both sides. We look like that's an ugly shooting from both sides. I mean, both teams are good on defense. Both both teams are real good on defense um DeAndre Ayton's been impressive I'll definitely give him that he looks like he's going to be a real good center for some years to come he's athletic decently agile I think his hands will get better and better he can score it inside he's got a he's got a decent jump shot like yeah he's been impressive man
0: and for the most part Phoenix is running about a seven man rotation the eighth guy for them has been uh, former nugget Torrey Craig who is actually Leading the team, granted on only two shots, a little under two shots a game from beyond the arc, but hitting fifty-seven percent on his free throw, his uh, three-point shots.
1: I guess I didn't realize that Torrey Craig uh, got moved, or I guess wound up leaving the Bucks somehow.
0: Yeah, it was, was part. Like, it was part of a part of a trade around the time that the Bucks acquired PJ Tucker. Uh, but AD going uh, down. Obviously, is just it's huge in this series, um, and I, I I don't see him coming back in anywhere close to a hundred percent capacity.
1: No, definitely not. Um, I think it's as simple as this, man. You got the two seed versus seven seed, and the two seeded Suns have two games <laughs> left. They, we're game five here. They got two games left at home. They got two home games, man. Let's see if they can close it out.
0: Yeah, still got home home court advantage there. Um, on has. Sliding over to, I mean, the, the series that I'm most invested in, obviously. We have the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trail Blazers. That series also tied at two a apiece. Uh, we talked about the fan interaction and whatnot at the beginning of the show. And before most of that other stuff happened, uh, Denver fans were getting some getting some flack for their booing of Carmella Anthony. Uh, now with everything else that has occurred, that looks, you know, that, that that's kind of at the bottom of the concerns list when talking about fan interactions. And personally, I think booing is completely within the, with within the arena of being a fan.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. Um, um... You know, when it comes to the mellow thing, I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all, man.
0: I like Um, they booed mellow at at
1: this point. He's the uh, you know, he's he's been he's on the he's on the rival team, the opposition team. I'm not sure what the issue is why why they can't boo anybody on that team.
0: Mm -hmm. No,
1: just for he forced his way out of Denver
0: to go and not win in New York,
1: right? You know, fans are allowed to hate, you gotta 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 let them hate somebody. Shoot, um, yeah, I'm. Doesn't bother me at all. I'm cool with it. Just don't throw a water bottle at the man. Don't point a popcorn on his head.
0: So Portland won Game One. It wasn't really that close of a game. Denver came back. Won Game Two. Wasn't that close of a game. And then you had uh, Game Three. Denver won. Wasn't really. It, it, that one was probably the best game of the series to be honest
1: yeah. i guess it came down to that uh came down to that box out that the that the blazers didn't get
0: <laughs> oh uh on the uh jokic put back there is what mm-hmm. you're talking about
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and then yeah. uh game 4 i think the nuggets are still waiting to show up to that game
1: yeah we got stomped michael porter jr only took like three shots the entire game which is kind of an issue. That's that's I hope Malone had something to say to him about that cuz there's no way he should be only taking like three shots and I, I watched uh Marcus Howard. Yeah, Marcus I, well, I like Marcus Howard, but I watched Marcus Howard take like 10. So yeah, that, that's an issue.
0: What, yeah, what, what Marcus Howard is shots? um Marcus Howard's actually averaging 17 and a half minutes a game in this series, somebody mm-hmm. who did not really play at all in the regular season.
1: Dude, yeah, I'm surprised myself. I was surprised myself when I heard in game one, I heard them say Marcus Howard while he was on the court, he was doing stuff. I was like, what is he, the hell is he doing out there?
0: I don't understand that. Um I, I,
1: my only guess is that because we don't have our backcourt guys, he's just like, well, I'm gonna throw out all the backcourt guys I got left up out there we're gonna split some minutes you know rivers and compasso and howard and um well marty morris is back but yeah i I just feel like he's i'm throwing them all out there then so so i don't have my main one or two
0: but when you're going up against arguably the best backcourt in basketball uh and then you have a defensive specialist who granted is not great at shooting the ball but you have Shaquille Harrison there, who's one of the best – who might be the best perimeter defender Denver has on the roster right now. And he has only played in three games and only played nine minutes a game.
1: I mean, he got he got nine minutes. <laughs> he got nine. Howard got a few minutes out there. I don't know, man. I, um, I don't know, bro. I, I don't know why there's so many guys playing. Denver they're to figure, is they're to figure something out.
0: A full, um,
1: you know, we got dominated, and uh, Damian Lowe didn't really even play well.
0: No, he didn't. I mean, four.
1: that's kind of that's kind of the one game that you know, that's the one that you want to push into the brink right there because you, you expect them to drop thirty five tonight.
0: I but yoga didn't show up either. It was like the, the the two best players in this series did not really show up for yeah,
1: Game Four. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Jokic didn't really play great either.
0: Um, and it's kind of interesting. Denver is running a full second unit. Like they're not it, you we've talked in the past about in the playoffs, teams tend to cut down the rotation to, you know, you're only running out your eight best players or maybe even your seven best players because your top players are going to be playing all the more minutes.
1: Right, I mean, you just, meant, you just mentioned Phoenix playing only seven guys, right? So yeah, yeah and I'm,
0: then Denver's here running. You know, what is it? One have nine players who are playing at least thir- at least like fourteen minutes a game. Like Millsap is out of those nine players is averaging the least amount of minutes at thirteen point eight,
1: which I and, would expect him to average. You know, pretty low minutes at the stage in his career but yeah i don't know I, that I, yeah the two things I, I left was after that game was just michael porter jr where the hell are you at bro there's no way that you're that good and you're only taking three shots in the game and uh and dame lillard like oh this is the Dame lillard game that we needed <laughs> we this we should have been the one that we needed right here but the, yeah
0: michael so porter jr that's, took away that's definitely a storyline here um He's taking less shots in every game, uh, as you mentioned. Oh, less and less shots
1: each game? really. Yeah, which oh. the,
0: the pinnacle of which has been three shots in game four.
1: Yeah. And, you know, he's not being guarded by anybody terrific over there. I mean, you know, Melo's going to have this, the his duties over there with him and Covington's going to get a shot at him. Um, I think Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Hollis, Hollis when he's in the game, he's guarding Jogic for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, kind of unexplainable because he showed last year that he was that the moment wasn't too big, at least, at least in the bubble, uh, the moment wasn't too big for him.
0: And it's know. not like he's shooting Harl He's still shooting 48% overall. Yeah.
1: He's just not taking the, he's just not getting his attempts up. Uh, yeah. He's know, just, he's he
0: not attempting them. And that is quite frustrating. He's still a positive in the plus minus. Um, And to that, to some extent, that's the fact that when he's on the court, Portland still has to respect the fact that he shoots. There you go. So, I mean, even though he's not shooting, his impact is still felt out there on the court.
1: And I haven't haven't felt like like they've been overplaying the jumper or just, you know, I haven't felt like they've been super game-planning up against him. So, yeah, it's just, you know, the fact that he's not taking any shots is bewildering but for that guy, like he's, you know, I do this, I shoot it all the time. We need to teach you how to pass. Like he's, he's kind of, you know, I, I catch and shoot no matter what. So yeah, it's, again, it's bewildering that he only taking three shots this last game. And then what you just said, he's taking less and less shots each game.
0: Now we talked about Aaron Gordon really needing to step up in this series. If they were going to, you know uh, if they were going to really advance and make an impact in the playoffs as a whole not just in the series he has for the most part he's averaging 12 points a game that's not that's not spectacular but that's kind of in the ballpark of where you're wanting Aaron Gordon to be you'd like a little more production but he's
1: I'd like to see him fly through the lane and dunk on somebody that's that's I guess I mean I didn't catch all his games in Orlando for sure but I thought he had more of a a dunk on you type thing he doesn't seem to be dunking on guys. He doesn't seem to have that. It's ex- there was a time kind of he caught it going through the lane. and I thought he should have, you know, rose up with one arm and kind of did that that jump man logo and, and got one. But he tried to kind of he tried to go underneath and some layup stuff. And I'm just what are you doing, man? You six eight, you're a heavy guy. Get up there and dunk on somebody, Dunk Star.
0: Now he has been efficient from beyond the arc. Um you're actually welcome. leading the team as far as percentage goes at 55 and a half percent. Uh, in the series now I
1: make some I, shots for sure
0: I would like to see him a little more aggressive at the rim I uh, yeah. give you that but yeah. outside of like this last game I feel like Jokic has spent most of his game at and around the basket that's because he's been able to he's been able to eat there like because yeah. Nurkic Cantor Covington whoever they throw at him can't guard Jokic
1: yeah, well, I, I feel like Nurkic has actually done pretty well. I feel like Nurkic has done pretty well. His only issue is, like, as soon as he gets in foul trouble, they have nothing else. They have nothing. Now they're throwing Cantor out there, and, and Cantor's just nothing on defense. Now Jokic is definitely clowning him. And then Hollis Jefferson, who probably does a better job than Cantor does, but he's just too small.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it I, guess, I guess Nurkic has done a better job than everybody else. And like, you can strong. look at the fact that in the two games, Denver won, Nurkic fouled out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let me, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like he's strong enough to kind of hold his own. Like Jokic doesn't seem to bully him. There, there is, there is a lot more footwork that he has to use when he plays against uh, Nurkic for sure. But yeah, there you go. I think that's the, now, that's probably the story of the series right there. If Nurkic is in, they got a shot. If he's out, they, he, they don't.
0: And Nurkic, let's, let's be clear is their best shot, Jokic still averaging against him like, like 34 points a game. Because he only scored, I think, like 15 in this last game, and he's averaging mm. 31 in the series. Right. So Nurkic is their best shot. He still has no chance against Jokic. Nah. Uh, a player that I feel like has been a little underutilized, and it, uh, to be fair, he's coming back from the injury and everything, but Monte Morris. Uh, with Barton not playing, obviously with Jamal Murray being out, his two-man game with Jokic I think is the best um, the best of anybody left on the roster playing. And I feel like that's been underutilized in this series. Uh, I think he's the – he might be the best driver to the basket the Nuggets have right now healthy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he has, he has a – Step, you can get to the cup, man. You can get to the cup for sure. Um, and do, do we have any update on Will Barton? Do we have? Because I, I I thought I, I thought Game Five was what they were kind of saying before the series.
0: Uh, it's looking like Game Five. I haven't gotten anything. I haven't seen anything today. Whether or not he's going to play tonight, mm. but he was supposed to play. This is about the time he was supposed to play. It was said that it was a, maybe a possibility for Game Four which makes me feel like he's probably going to be able to play tonight. But uh, that's, uh,
1: you know, that's a big, uh, you know, as much as you hate it on the man. <laughs> you know, I'm just but yeah, no, he's uh, I mean, that's going to make a big difference. I think tonight, I think uh, especially offensively uh, being a guy, a guy that can create his own shot, a guy that can create shots for others. Hopefully that can get Michael Porter Jr. going a little bit. Um, you know, I don't think Jokic needs much help to get going, but you know, it just, give him a break off the ball a little bit. Will Barton at this point is a veteran in the league, baby. It's been almost a decade for that cat.
0: It'll be interesting because a lot like AD, uh, he's going to be coming back, but what version of Will Barton are we going to be getting? Yeah. I mean, he's been a little less explosive this entire season than what he's been in the past, I feel like, a little less aggressive driving to the basket. And then you're coming off another core – injury Mm -hmm. what kind of impact is that going to have on him going forward we will see he got got a
1: hammy he got a hammy right am i tripping hamstring Uh,
0: i i thought they called it an abductor
1: no yeah i think you're right i think you're right i think yeah, the abductor.
0: yeah so he will be a positive impact from his ability to shoot i'm just going to For him to be the biggest impact for this team, he has to be able to get to the basket. And that's something that we'll have to see how effective he's going to be able to do that coming off of this injury. How ready is he for playoff game action right now? I would like to think that the reason he hasn't played so far and the reason it's been so long since he's gone back on the court is the Nuggets were being overly cautious with him. They did not want him back until he was till he was really, really ready. Not just, you know what, coach, I, I, I can go tonight. A, you know, coach I'm ready. I'm put me in. I'm 100%. Yeah. And
1: we'll,
0: we'll we'll see presumably tonight. Uh, on the other side for the Portland trailblazers, Camelo, he's had a couple of impactful stretches Mm -hmm. Uh, and we talked a bit about him on the last show, but he's not, I mean, obviously at this point in his career, he's not coming in and he's not taking over games for a full, you know, full 30 minutes of play time, but he's come in and he's had effective stretches for a quarter.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what that's all you really want from him. you just say hey, man can you get can you get us through a second quarter and then damn it get us in the fourth quarter that's kind of all you want from him, man on this point, at this point and he's capable of, he's like you said capable of doing that and he's done it a couple times
0: but being a, uh, a salty nuggets fan he's actually a team worst negative 8.3 on the plus minus for the trailblazers so basically good. what that says is he's garbage he's a piece of trash so, so. that
1: sounds like a damn okay all that <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a defensive issue for sure, which we know he doesn't really do the defensive thing.
0: No, no, that, that is not his game. But the guy who's stepped up for them has been uh, Norman Powell, and particularly in this last game, a trade acquisition from Toronto earlier in the year. And he's playing a, he's playing a lot of minutes. He's fourth on the team at 33 minutes a game. And he's shooting about 41% from beyond the arc. And he's really been the primary matchup, uh, I feel like, on Michael Porter Jr. in this series.
1: Yeah, he can play defense, man. He's a, he's a good defender. Um, you feel like he's over, oversized, undersized, but he, he's good at moving his feet, man. He's, he's good with the feet, it's good anticipation. Um, he does have a ring, only one championship on that team. Uh, yeah, I've, I've always been a fan of Norm Powell. I like it. He can get to the rim, not necessarily a point guard type, but he can bring the ball to the floor and uh, make 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 the right play. Just a, a solid role playing guy that you that you'd like on your team for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and like you said, their best defender.
0: Yeah, he is. He's third on the team in points, averaging eighteen. Obviously, Dame is going to lead the team at about thirty one points a game, uh, but really. Dame hasn't taken over this series. Like he's had, he's had, uh, he's had some good games, but he hasn't, he hasn't taken over in the way that Dame can take over at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I made the comment, I believe it was in, um, it was either, I think it was game two, but that the only reason Portland was still in that game was because Lillard was able to shoot the ball basically as soon as he crossed the timeline. Like there was there was at least two like logo shots that he just walked it up. Denver is playing back and he's like, uh nobody's within ten feet of me. I'm just gonna shoot it up and just drained it from the logo. And it was, yeah. it was ridiculous. I think he
1: had he had like seven threes and a half or eight threes and a half, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really the only that's really been his only true takeover moment stretch in this series.
0: So being tied to two, I said Denver was going to win it in seven. <laughs> I it still feels that way to me. What's your impression? Has this changed your thought on it at all?
1: It's, it's been so up and down, man. I, I can't see what, what our consistency is. I, I think we got the best player for sure. So I got, I got to go ahead and ride with this. Um, but it's, it's been so ups, it's been so up and down, you
0: know, looking at the West as a whole, though, um, I, I gave my thoughts on the East. But looking at the West, it really seems like it's wide open, uh, especially with the injury to AD Lakers future in the playoffs. Cloudy at best. It, who's your favorite out West now?
1: Oh man! I mean, I could I could just say the team, but then, you know, I guess it doesn't really matter. But uh, the Clippers?
0: Ugh. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I do think they would. I do think they would get over the the Suns. I think they would beat the Suns. Um. In the Lakers, I can't really – you know, it's still the Lakers. I'm just going to go ahead and say it's still the Lakers. But, yeah, the Lakers lose It's the Clippers at this point for me. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it's still the Lakers.
0: It, the West is just so wide open. Um, and bitter Nuggets fan here. If Jamal was healthy, the Nuggets would be the team to beat in the West. Just looking at how all these other series are kind of playing out. And mm-hmm. – the version of the Lakers we're getting it it's overall, it just feels like a down year in the Western conference, which just makes it so much more painful that this version of the nuggets and the best version of the nuggets is not what we're getting right now without Jamal.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I don't, I don't think the West is down. I still think the West is stronger than the East. I just think it's more um, – we don't have a super-duper team this year. The teams have – you know, these teams have real flaws. These teams actually – like I said, the Lakers can't shoot. Um, the Suns right now can't shoot. I, I kind of think the Suns are like the most complete team. You know, uh, you know, the Clippers don't really have anybody that passes the ball. Um, you've got uh, – the, the Mavericks are, are basically a one-man team. Um, the Nuggets drop, you know, once the Nuggets injuries, they ain't got it. The Blazers the, the can't defend. So everyone's got – everyone's kind of got something. I, nobody nobody really trusts Utah. That's kind of that's what it comes down to. Nobody trusts the number one seed for sure. It's – It's just open. I, I, open. in a while. Yeah, the, that.
0: the West, I think, is deeper still than the East. But I like I said earlier, I feel like the top two teams, like the top tier of the NBA is both out East. And that, that, that's kind of what I was saying. They're like, there's not a team in the West that you feel really good about.
1: No. And yeah, yeah like like I said earlier, um, yeah, I mean, Brooklyn and Milwaukee are definitely playing the best in the playoffs so far.
0: Like, would it, it would not surprise me if any of these teams incl- would come out of the Western Conference. Like, I could make an argument with what I've seen so far for all eight of the teams in the West to come out. Memphis probably the least but still I could it would not be it would not shock me if Memphis came out of the West like you know oh, no, it no, would have shocked me, shock me.
1: That, would, that would definitely shock me
0: like, would, like it would have shocked me if Boston came out of the East that that would have that would have been shocking to me
1: definitely definitely but
0: definitely. with with what I've seen in this Western Conference in these playoffs there's a, I, I feel like you can make a rational argument for, oh, maybe I'll give you Memphis, but but for seven of these teams to end up winning the West,
1: yeah, and and Portland they can't win the West either, but yeah, six got six 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 teams that uh, you can make a, a a solid argument for why they could win the West for sure.
0: Wow, you are you you really don't like Portland's roster?
1: No, nah, not really. They don't they don't play any defense, man. They just don't have any type of defense. And honestly, look the Nuggets is the Nuggets as well, man, because they don't. I just don't trust a backcourt of Compasso and Austin Rivers.
0: We'll see what that backcourt looks like at the conclusion of the series. Presumably, we'll at least have Barton back. Uh, Talk should be picking up on when P.J. Dozier comes back.
1: We we got a ball ball sighting. Uh, One of those games. It was was the last game we got blown out. Ball ball got in there.
0: Oh, yeah. Which, okay. Now, I, again, this is just me fanboying here, I guess. But the rationale that I saw for putting Marcus Howard in these games was because he can shoot and the Nuggets needed offense. Mm-hmm. If what you need is offense and that, and you're making roster decisions as far as who's going to play based on offense, Bobo of the people who are not playing – is probably your best offensive weapon. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Marcus Howard lit it up in college, uh, got the scoring record, blah, 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 blah. But his game is hampered in the NBA because he's 5'10". He has not shown that he can – and in the stints that he has gotten in the regular season, you know, in garbage time – he did not show really that he could shoot the ball. Like he the game just did not translate to him on the NBA level until um, he's been he's been a decent shooter. He's been a good shooter in the playoffs, but you did not have the track record of that with Marcus Howard. If you're just going purely off the stats, bowl bowl, shooting offense, he had a much better season than Marcus Howard. So if what you're looking for. That is adding some offensive spark, some offensive funk into this team. Why go with Marcus Howard over Bobo?
1: I'm not sure, man. Uh, You know, I guess the answer always with Bobo is the defense is is sucky. Okay. Like when when I watch the Celtics put in Taco Fall, when I watch uh, the Mavericks put in Boban Marjanovic defense is it, it usually like buys the team a couple possessions like the defense is kind of and I know those guys are like gigantic gigantic but you know for a couple possessions the defense is kind of like all right what the hell do we do and you you know come out to be six points man i get that and i could swing it for you i, I kind of think bobo has a little bit of that as well
0: the defense arguments sure like bobo is not polished on defense i mean i I'm not trying to sit here and say Bobo. If you played him, he would be, you know, he'd be dropping 15 points and being a real game changer for you. But if you're trying to make the defensive argument, he's a better defender than Marcus Howard right now, and and that has purely to do with the fact that he is seven foot three, with uh, oh, I believe it's seven eight wingspan, and mm-hmm. he he is. At the very least, a gigantic obstacle you have to get around out there,
1: yeah. No, I'd, I'd like to see him matched up against uh, like a Robert Covington, you know, because Covington's not going to beat you, you know, beat you with the dribble, he's not going to be crossing you over and stuff. He's kind of more corner threes or straight, direct lines to the basket from the corner. Um, I do think Melo would kind of destroy him, but uh. You know, there's a series to kind of test them out again. I think, I, I think this would be that that series. You know, they got a, you know, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him play against Rondé Hollis Jefferson.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, what this is saying to me is that Bow has no real path to ever play here in Denver, and that's that's a little heartbreaking for Nuggets Nation. I feel like, but if you're going to play, no, and I'm not. I'm not sitting here trying to disrespect Marcus Howard, but if you're going to play Marcus Howard as a, as a rookie in a series over bowl, bowl clearly the coaching staff has little to no faith in Bow
1: Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, I man. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. I'm still surprised that Marcus Howard's planning in the first place. Oh, Just,
0: yeah. me, me too. Me too, and he probably won't if Barton is playing tonight. I presume Marcus Howard is done in the series, but...
1: Yeah, someone's got to have
0: a seat. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts before we sign off here today, Phil?
1: Um, look, man, just just looking forward to the end of these series. We'll be right back uh, to do us another show to talk about the end of these series. It looks like we're definitely going to get that Milwaukee Nets um, series, Milwaukee swept, and that's got one more game here to close out. I'm still thinking the Nuggets in seven. I'm still thinking the. I'm starting to think the Clippers in six. I'm not, I mean, I picked the Clippers in six. I'm starting to believe it more. <laughs> um, this this Lakers Sun series, man, that's 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 the one right now. That's the one I've got my eyes on. They've got game five tonight. Game five is huge, man. Game five is is, is a huge series, a huge game in the series. I'm excited. I've got my eye all over these playoffs.
0: Yeah, a little bit of a bummer the Nuggets get on to NBA TV tonight because the Lakers-Suns, I get that. that That's a good series with name brand to it. But they also get booted to NBA TV because of a Brooklyn-Boston series. It has name recognition, but that's not a series. Let's be no, honest, that's that's not a it's, series.
1: It's not, but, uh, you know, they're going to take the four-star names over five or six if you include Blake Griffin. Um yeah they're gonna you know mountain west time zone is always gonna be the one that's tossed into the uh the blackout game you can say yeah it is what it is man it's the uh it's the fight we got to deal with in the uh in the middle of the country
0: Mm -hmm. all right well this has been a lot of fun uh, for those of you listening, give the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow, recommend it to your friends. You can follow me on Twitter at a K Coach Jones. My boy Phil here. Where the, can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at flipramy That's at F-L-I-P-R-A-M-E-Y. You can find me on Instagram under that same tag.
0: All right. Until next time. Hope y'all are enjoying the NBA playoffs. We'll be back to talk to you again soon. Peace out.